Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Now, I want to start out by apologizing, because the episode that I promised you guys to come out last Friday for Native American Heritage Day didn't work out as best as I hoped it would. So, my hosting site actually had scheduled it to drop... um, today, Wednesday, which is my regular day of dropping episodes, instead of doing the special episode on Friday. So, um, again, I was made aware of this by my wonderful fiancé, Ben, and it ended up dropping sometime late Sunday night or early Monday morning. Um, If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. Um, But again, I apologize for it not dropping when it was supposed to. So, as always, let's start with some stats. Um, Looking at the Facebook post that I did last week for Zachary, at the time of this recording, there's been over 1,100 people that it has reached and over 200 post engagements. So, again, all of my returning listeners and all of my new listeners, thank you so, so much, you guys, for your support for sharing, um, just getting all the awareness out there for these missing people. I really appreciate it. You guys are helping me as I try to get more awareness and just get these missing person cases out there and the limelight that they need and they deserve. So today I actually have two missing person cases we're going to discuss The first one is on Tyrone Bo Robinson, and the second one is on Jerome Clements Charles. Two completely different men who went missing under completely different circumstances, but they have one unfortunate thing in common. They're both missing, and not only are they both missing— but they are both Native Americans who are missing. And again, if you listen to the episode that I did for Native American Heritage Day, they are two men that out of, it was over 100 names that I read off for Washington State alone. And over 10, I would say around 15 that I named for Oregon, So over a hundred Native Americans that I could find in the Pacific Northwest are currently missing. And again, that number may be very off-putting because one of the biggest things you guys know is the lack of underreporting, the lack of awareness. There's just so many things that unfortunately we don't know. And so we're just, this is why I do this, is because these people deserve so much more. Their families deserve so much more than they're actually getting. So let's go ahead and start with Tyrone. Now, Tyrone was 26 years old at the time of his disappearance and a member of the Klamath Indian tribe. He has been missing since December 21st, 2018 from Klamath Falls, Oregon, 
which is in southern Oregon. It's about a half hour before the California border. He was last seen leaving a relative's home around 8 a.m. on December 21st. And he was driving a red 2001 Volvo wagon with Oregon license plate number 297H like Henry, Z like Zebra, G like George. And he was never seen or heard from again. Since that day, his phone had been turned off and his social media accounts have been quiet. Now, he had ties to both Southern Oregon, where he lived in Klamath Falls, and also in Northern Oregon, which includes Multnomah and Clackamas counties. Now, you guys know Northern Oregon is so big, especially Multnomah County. Uh, Multnomah County has the city I grew up, Portland, which you guys hear me talk about Portland all the time. And it's such a big city. It's the biggest city in Oregon, has the most amount of people. So literally, Multnomah County is like Portland, Gresham. Um, It can go out towards like the Beaverton area. Uh, And then Clackamas counties or Milwaukee, Clackamas, um, Oregon City, places like that. Like literally, guys, this dude could be anywhere. Southern Oregon, I mean, there's so many mountains and forests and everything down there. Even though it's so close to the uh, California border, you can totally get lost in Southern Oregon. And then you come up to Northern Oregon with a big city like Portland, and you could literally be anywhere. But again, you guys know that I totally do not believe that anyone just vanishes off the face of the earth. And for this guy, I mean, a red, like, Volvos aren't flashy cars, but a red Volvo would be kind of noticeable. So, for him or his car to not have been found, that's kind of fishy. And you wonder, like, what could have happened? You know, did he get lost in the woods? Did his poor car go into a lake? You just, there's so many things that you just, how the hell does a guy and his red volvo just disappear it just doesn't happen so he actually um is described as a native american male being six foot one inch and weighing 215 pounds with black hair and brown eyes again guys he's a big dude six foot one 215 like he's a big dude he just it's kind of hard to not notice him because of his stature. Um, Also at the time of his disappearance, he had a mustache or goatee and long hair. He had some pretty distinguishable tattoos as well. On the right side of his neck, he has the name, I believe it's Tayton. It's T-A-I-T-O-N. Also it has a date by it, but I wasn't able to distinguish what that date is. He has a crown with the numbers 541 on the back of his right hand. And if you guys don't know, down in central southern Oregon, 541 is actually the area code. Um, You dial any type of number down there. It's a 541 area code. He also had two eagle feathers. Um, 
I mean, they look like mostly when you get Native American feathers, they're eagle feathers. And so he had one on each forearm. The right one said native and the left one said pride. Um, if you have any idea where he could be, um, again, any type of anything, like literally anything that you could think of, uh, I encourage you to call Klamath County Sheriff's Office at 541-883-5130. Um, Klamath County does have a case number. It's 19000160. Now, um, again, you guys, like somebody knows something. You know, we don't know what this kid was going through. We don't know you know, what his mindset was, how he was the day that he left. But again, he's a big dude and he's got a bright car. So for him and the car to just disappear, you guys know, I don't believe that's a thing. Someone knows something, someone saw something, someone heard something. Even if it's the tiniest little, most insignificant thing, it could be helpful. So please, please, if you or someone you know know something, reach out to the tip line, reach out to the sheriff's office. Again, you can be anonymous. And I will actually um, put a couple of different pictures up. Uh, I'm going to have a picture up that has, it's a missing person flyer. It has a picture of him and then also a picture that's not his actual vehicle, but it's one that's very similar to it. So you can see how it's like a wagon style Volvo red, you know, it, I mean, it wouldn't be like the most flashiest car, but it also wouldn't be something that you wouldn't like pay attention to, especially with the big dude in it. Um, also, I'm going to put another picture. Dude, this guy cleaned up really well. Like he looks completely different. So I have one picture with his long hair, his goatee, his mustache, all of that. Then I have one where his hair is down and he's completely clean shaven and he looks so different. So I'll make sure to put both those up on the Facebook. Again, if you haven't followed either the Facebook or the Instagram page, totally encourage you to go do that. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash missing in the PNW podcast. And then on Instagram, instagram.com slash missing in the PNW podcast. So let's go ahead and move on to our next case. So the next guy we're going to talk about, his name is Jerome Clement Charles. Now, this case is actually a lot older than some of the cases I have done. So Jerome's actually been missing since June 2nd, 1984 from Eugene, Oregon. And Eugene is kind of almost smack dab like center of the state and down the I-5 corridor. And the I-5 is the really huge uh, freeway that pretty much connects everything. Like you can go I-5 up to Washington, down to California. I-5 is like the really big freeway. And so um, when you go from, of course, Portland down to Eugene, it's about, I would say, like, two and a half, three hour drive. 
Um, but it's right down the Willamette Valley, down I-5. Now, Jerome had, he was staying with his father. And he literally one day left his father's residence to go for a walk and was never heard or seen from again. Just like that again. A guy who somehow vanished off the face of the earth. Now, here's where things get a little weird. Because Jerome was actually on parole. And... I'm not going to get into what he was on parole for or any of his criminal background. He did have a criminal background. But again, that's irrelevant. Other than the fact that that's probably why his case did not get any more attention was because it was reported that his family and law enforcement obviously did not have a good relationship. You know, cops, especially back in the 80s, were just like, okay, well, he's missing, whatever. That's kind of another criminal they don't have to deal with. And it was also reported that Jerome's entire family, at some point, has done jail or prison time. So, because of that, his father actually believed that not only was Jerome dead... But that somehow he was murdered by the police. So a lot of stuff kind of going on in this case. Um, And literally, he got no attention. I literally found one picture, missing person flyer, and it literally has his mugshot on it. Like, he got no type of attention, no type of mention, nothing at all. Again, it was like... One, he's Native American. Two, he's a criminal. The cops just don't care. Um, He was also pretty young. He was 26 at the time of his disappearance. He is described as a Native American male being 5 foot 10 inches tall and 160 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. He has a tattoo on his upper right arm. Um, He also has scars on his forehead, his left arm, his upper right arm, his right hand, and near his right eye. I also found something um, that said he was actually previously shot in the left ankle. uh, So I'd imagine he'd have a scar or some type of, you know, bullet wound there. Um, So again, that's literally all I have. He walked out his dad's house one day and was never heard from again. Um, People don't just go missing, though, guys. Like, I, you're going to hear me say this a lot, and you're probably going to get tired of it, but people do not just vanish off the face of the earth. Someone, again, knows something, saw something, like, whether it's the most littlest thing in the entire world, it could help. I mean, at this point, like, there's somebody that just, they're thinking of this guy. I mean, you know, I don't know if his parents are still around. He had siblings. I don't know. But it's just like literally someone would just walk out of your life and you don't know what happened to them. It's not a good feeling for anybody, no matter what your background is. So, again, I can't imagine kind of what his family is going through um but again if you have any tips any thing at all that could put this poor man to rest 
Um, I encourage you to call Eugene Police at 541-682-5165. Now, again, it was super hard for, you know, all of last month to just go through all of these missing persons who have Native American backgrounds and to try to just pick like which there's so many cases that deserve attention and just got nothing. And it was really hard to distinguish what, like what cases I did. So although Native American Heritage Month is over, technically, you know, it's December 1st. Um, I still, I wanted to highlight these last two guys and, That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop doing, you know, Native American cases. I plan to do Hispanic cases, Native American cases. Of course, um, in February, when Black History Month rolls around, I will dedicate everything to people from the Black community. But it's just stuff like this, and we're getting around the holidays that it must be really hard, especially because Tyrone literally went missing like in December on December 21st it'll be three years since he's been missing and he went missing right before Christmas so that's got to be really really hard on his family and again it's these type of people these marginalized communities that just don't get enough attention and you know that's my whole mission like I've had people ask me lately like how many downloads do you have? Are you popular? Like, are you making money off of your podcast? And the answer is like, no, I'm, I'm not making money. If I make money, cool. If you know, the podcast blows up and everything is like, oh my God, so big. Cool. But that's not why I'm doing this. Like I'm doing this because I like to do research because I like to be informed And because I couldn't imagine if one of my five kids went missing or my mom went missing or, you know, anybody in my family went missing. Like, I can't imagine what these people go through. And with the holidays, I've lost people in my life around the holidays. And so I just think everybody deserves to be recognized in some way. If nobody else will give you guys attention, I will give these cases attention. And that's what I just hope to accomplish. And by all of the Facebook likes and the posts and the shares, everything you guys are helping spread that. So I thank you again so much. And before I get to um, just before I lose myself, (laughs) I'm going to go. So, you guys, I will, of course, talk to you guys next week. I will have a brand new case we will discuss. And until then, guys, have fun, but be safe.